the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. I am your host, Mike, the Fantasy Hitman Wright. You can find me on Twitter at FFHitman. It is the Turkey Day Celebration. On the DFS podcast, well, really in, uh, I guess, in America, in states all over the nation, we are about to celebrate. We're about to get down with our turkey fest of the year, giving thanks. You know who I give thanks for every single time I get to talk to him? That's my good friends, Ben Cummins and Chris Meany. You can find Ben on Twitter, at Ben Cummins FF. Ben, how are you going today? How are you, go- how are you doing today? And what are you looking forward to for that Thanksgiving meal? I'm gonna pretend you didn't stumble right there because that was a fantastic segue. You, I was rolling, I was rolling strong, and then I bailed <laughs> out into the into the gutter. Yeah, man. I hope everybody has a, a good Thanksgiving. I hope they did have a good Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this after the fact, and uh, you know, welcome in if you're listening before to the Thanksgiving slate, my favorite slate of the entire year. I love the short slates, and the three-game slate is very unique because obviously the prime time, you got two games, and then once we get all the way to the playoffs, we're looking at four different games. So this is just kind of a unique little slate, and I'm excited to talk about it for a little bit before we hop into the weekend games. And we're always joined, always joined, never takes a week off. That's Chris Meany. You find him on Twitter. At Chris Meany from the Fantasy Sports Network. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Yes, I'm thankful as a Canadian. I'm thankful for you Americans, both you guys, and thankful that there's going to be three football games on, and I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to watch them. You're welcome. And you yes. let your uh, Canadian brethren know <laughs> that it's us Americans that bailed you out, and we're giving you three football games on a Thursday. That's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. That's right. Before we get into it, I want to let everyone know we're putting – we're putting our money where our mouth is with the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. You know, if if you're uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not new, you know that we talk about the ultimate DFS pass. This is the only premium product you need to get ready. That brings DFS for the rest of us. That's what we are all about, making it easier for you to jump into FanDuel, Draft, and DraftKings, feel confident, have a good time over the week, weekend, make a little bit of quiche. But the ultimate DFS pass, right now through Cyber Monday, if you use the code DFS10, you're going to get this thing for the rest of the year for just 10 bucks. This deal is outrageous. I tried to stop the other two fellas at the fantasy football. <laughs> I said, we can't possibly do this. And they said, Mike, don't be greedy. Give to the needy. DFS 10. <laughs> 10 bucks. And we're talking not just the rest of the season. This is also through the playoffs. So you're talking several weeks to dive into this content because you know we know once you jump in, you will be satisfied and you will be back next year winning with the rest of us. Having said that, Ben Cummins, I'm going to throw it to you because Thanksgiving – the Thanksgiving slate that you're the person I think of because of the joy that it brings to you. So go ahead yes, just sir. kind of give an overview of of what it looks like for the Thanksgiving slate, how you approach these short slates where there's only the three games, and then maybe give us a couple sleepers for your Thanksgiving lineup. Well, because there's not that many games, I feel like most people kind of look at 
every single game and feel like they have to get exposure to every single one, especially on Thanksgiving when you're probably sorry, family members, you know, uh, you know, us that love football so much. We're trying to sneak in watching at least a little bit of all three games, but that does not have to be the case. And this is something we'll talk about once we get to the playoffs, too, because it's a similar slate. Um, the general rule of thumb here is that super stacks win short slates. And so obviously, Kirk Cousins, I say obviously because I, I feel like he's the, you know, the main quarterback play here on this slate. And it's like, well, I can't really play him in a tournament because he's going to be super high owned. But I think we touched on this before the season started, too, in our warm-up shows and just kind of talking about strategy. There's other ways where you can get contrarian and still win a tournament with a guy like Kirk Cousins, even if he is the chalk. And that's where that mega stack comes into play because the majority of your competition, again, doesn't think like, oh, I can't play Josh Doxson and Jamison Crowder and Vernon Davis and maybe even Samaj P. Ryan on the same team, but you absolutely can because if Washington scores over 30 points, like I think they can at home against a bad Giants team that, yeah, the Giants just got a win last week playing at home themselves against the Chiefs who are kind of falling down right now, but I don't see that happening again. And so, you know, that's one rule of thought there is, you know, if you, if you like a team, you can stack up on those players and then the other, um, you know, kind of thought process is because it's such few games, there are going to be a lot of the same plays and things like that. So you do have to try to get a little bit even more contrarian, which is something that I like to try to do. So um, real quick, you know, if you're not going Cousins, I today I kind of had this thought that my favorite game of the three is the Chargers at Dallas because one, it's the only non-divisional game and you know you want to look for you want to look at divisional games this late in the season especially if teams are playing each other for the second time because scoring can be a little bit down and I just see the Chargers and Cowboys game as being a little bit high scoring it looks like Tyron Smith is going to play obviously you want to pay attention to the injury news and uh, in my Thanksgiving article I threw in a lot of those injury updates and I think Tyron Smith playing helps Dak Prescott and so I really think that the key to this slate is probably going to come down to that Chargers-Cowboys game. And so I kind of like Dak Prescott being contrarian because he hasn't played well late and now he's getting Tyron Smith back. But I'm also liking Phillip Rivers because I continue to, to put Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen into my lineups. Shout out to Keenan Allen for you know helping us last week. Um, and if I like both of them, we know Melvin Gordon catches a lot of passes, then I have to like Phillip Rivers as well. And he's a guy that doesn't really, you know... T- you don't look at him and think he has a ton of upside, but in a game where there's not as many options, a guy like Phillip Rivers, you can appreciate a little bit more as well. So kind of segueing to that second rule of thumb where you, you're going to need some pretty low owned guys to hit. If you do like Kirk Cousins, that's where you play a guy like Josh Doxson. If you do like Phillip Rivers, that's where you play a guy like Hunter Henry, who, you know, on the surface doesn't really feel like a great play, but we're talking about a tournament. And if you're playing Rivers, If he does have a three-touchdown game and one goes to Hunter Henry, you're on your way. So it's just trying to find ways to get contrarian. Um, Mike Williams even came in and is starting to play more. He's an intriguing, very, very low-owned play with Phillip Rivers. And then if Sterling Shepard doesn't play, why you want to pay attention to these injuries? I'm super interested in Roger Lewis as well, who um, caught that pass in overtime and almost scored a touchdown. So there's a few low, uh, you know, cheap wide receivers that are going to be super low owned. 
Um, like Sabaje P. Ryan as, as a chalk play because of all the injuries there. Some of my favorite tournament plays are Jarek McKinnon, Stefan Diggs as an arbitrage play off of Adam Thielen, um, and Josh Doxson, like I already touched on. Fantastic. And then there's a bunch of other stuff if you grab that DFS pass. Like I said, DFS 10. DFS 10, just 10 bucks for the rest of the season. Ben has an entire article going through the Thanksgiving slate, taking a look at all that stuff. But we're going to move it on to Sunday's main slate and get into those cash picks. Straight cash, homie. All right, Chris, we're going to give you a turn on the microphone after Mr. Longwind. Goodness. Jeez, come on. Whoopsies. (laughs) No, we love it, Ben. That's great information. No, it was fantastic stuff. All right, Chris Meany, give me your cash game quarterback you want to build a, a foundation around. It's Russell Wilson. Uh, he's just balling out lately. This guy is throwing the ball a ton. And, you know, over the last four weeks, 113 fantasy points. The next closest quarterback has 81, and it's Matthew Stafford. It's unbelievable right now. There's no run game in sight in in Seattle. And he's got weapons, of course, across the board in Baldwin and in Jimmy Graham. I just I love what Russell Wilson is doing right now. This is a must-win game. They're not going to mess around. We see sometimes that Seattle just they kind of lay an egg against teams, you know, below their skill level. Level. They well, did is, last time they, they played They did San last Francisco. time they played at San Fran. But with Philly and the Rams coming up on the schedule and, you know, that disappointing loss last week, this is a game that Seattle's going to want to have. And like I said, with the rushing yards, he's second among quarterbacks in rushing yards with 376. That's the boost that you're getting with Russell Wilson, that safety floor. And for the San Francisco 49ers, they rank 30th in past DVOA defense, according to Football Outsider. So I'm all on board with Russell Wilson this week. All right, Ben, give me your cash game foundational quarterback so i continue to be more and more of a fan of jacoby Brissett. oh and, where's the beef yeah yeah and he uh he has to clear concussion protocol but it sounds like he's going to do that um and um you know obviously once you're cleared from a concussion there can be long-term issues but on the field there really shouldn't be any issues we're not talking about a knee injury where oh he might be 80 percent and things like that and I, I look at this as a very favorable matchup for Brissett. We know what the Steelers just did to Tennessee. Um, the Colts are at home. The Titans rank seventh worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the 12th most passing yards per game. And when you really kind of look at what Brissett has done this year, he has taken advantage of favorable matchups. He's gone over, looking at my DraftKings article specifically, over 20 DraftKings points against Cleveland, against San Francisco, against Houston. And then he was well on his way to doing the same thing the last game they played against Pittsburgh until he got knocked out of the game. So he's really cheap. Um, you know, even in tournaments, he'll be really low owned, especially because they had the bye last week and he, um, you know, is coming back from this concussion. But I just think he's super safe in cash because he's been getting it done. He's going to save you salary. He's at home, good matchup. And then you're going to be able to use that salary to go get studs at other positions. I can't hate it. I, I enjoy the Jacoby Brissett, T.Y. Hilton stack this week. Yes. I, I think it's huge upside, especially for the, the salary that you got to put in there. Going to move it over to the running back position. Chris Meany, do you, have, do you happen to have a high-low combination here for the Thanksgiving special? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a high-low here with you, and you know it might be a low-low, but the way that Kareem hey, Hunt has played lately, you you gotta go and you gotta go oh. in the trash sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go to Kareem Hunt again. His price is dropping. You know, certainly on Fanduel, he's not in that eight thousand dollar range anymore. And if people may shy away from Kareem Hunt because of what he's what he's been doing lately, he's still you know in that eight thousand dollar range on DraftKings. But at least last week, you know the carries were there. I mean, the attempts were there. It's just. He's not 
KC's really not moving the ball. They've struggled. But this matchup here against Buffalo, it's awesome. It's fantastic. It may be Second the best. most FanDuel <laughs> and second most DraftKings points allowed to the position. They've allowed over 600 rushing yards in their last three games. And, yeah, you just gave up the numbers to the, to the running back play. I mean, Hunt, his price is, is dipping. 18 carries, 73 yards. It's not awful last week. Buffalo has allowed 101 points in their last two games and 135 in their last three. This team is a mess. The Bills defense now ranks second last in rush DVOA defense. So I'm going to go for with Kareem Hunt. And, uh, and the other guy that's a little bit cheaper here and has also been frustrating to play this season, or at least lately, is DeMarco Murray. $6,500 on FanDuel, $5,200 on DraftKings. I think there's some value there on DK because of his involvement in the passing game. And for Murray, he's only had one game over 14 carries. Only just one on the year, and only one game with over 59 yards. And one of his better games, though, this season came against this exact Colts team. He had 12 carries, 40 yards, a touchdown. I mean, the yards is not great, but did catch four balls for 47 yards. He's got nine catches in his last two games and 22 in his last six. So I, I like this matchup. I feel like the Titans will be able to score some points against the Colts. Ben, it looks like you're going to have yourself a spin of that uh, Bill Belichick roulette wheel this week, and, you, and you're hoping it comes up. Deion Lewis. Yeah, I continue to hop on. Real quick, I want to, uh, you know, hit him high, hit him low as well. I don't want to feel left out. And let's oh, just, combo let's just, from Ben coming up. Well, let's just get the obligatory play your Saints running backs and cash out of the way. Okay, done. Okay, now back to Deion Lewis. Um, you know, we're talking about a running back here. I feel like he is the safe one, and it's kind of scary to say that because it is the Patriots. Rex Burkhead was the safe one last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I talked about Burkhead in tournaments, which is, a, you know, in cash you want to be a little bit safer, and I feel like that's where Lewis can be played. He's seen 14.75 opportunities, which is carries plus targets, over the past four games. He's had double-digit carries in five straight games, and then he even saw four targets last week, which was a season high. So he's starting to get more and more involved. And I mean, if you tell me I'm getting anywhere from even just 12 to 15 opportunities for Deion Lewis on one of the best offenses in the game, in the game at home against Miami, where the Patriots are 17 and a half point favorites and the Dolphins defense doesn't scare you. They're middle of the pack and run DVOA and rush yards allowed. I just feel like he's a super safe option and he still continues to be pretty cheap. 4,800 on DraftKings. I like it. I, I like Deion Lewis. He looks more and more like his uh, two-year-ago self every single week. Yeah. And he's looking he, – he is looking like an absolute beast. And, you know, just the opportunities are there. The, the snaps might not necessarily say that, but he's still getting the opportunity. I like Deion Lewis. I like him a good bit this week. Uh, in fact, he's my start of the week over on the Ooh, Fantasy okay. Footballers nice. podcast for redraft because – I'm not, I like him. I like him, fellas. Moving over to the wide receiver position, Chris Meany, who do you got for your cash game picks? You're going to follow a, a little theme here in the Seahawks. It, it seems like every time. Are you going with the Seahawks super ultra double mega stack? Absolutely. And it might yeah, throw McKissick in there as well when they get up in the oh, game. Oh, smooches. On him. Yeah. I'm just really feeling Seattle in a, in a must win situation. And this is the time of the year, right, guys? I mean, every year is Russell Wilson is quiet to start the season. Doug Baldwin's quiet and everyone's turned it on. When you get to Jimmy Graham a little bit later, maybe I'll save that for Ben because uh, I know he likes himself some Jimmy too. Uh, you know, Doug Baldwin. Why not? 
And this guy is scoring touchdowns, three touchdowns his last five games, at least 90 yards in three of those five games. 49ers have allowed the fourth most points per game, the sixth most yards per game, and they've also given up the ninth most receiving yards game uh, yards per game as well. So Dougie Baldwin, play him certainly in cash and feel good about it. And then also, this may surprise some people, Corey Coleman. I mean, fifty surprises me. Surprises you? Yeah. Were you surprised that he put up eighty yards against Jacksonville in his first I was. game last that week? That count yeah. me as surprised twice. <laughs> I yes. was as well. And so I think that's where I'm going here. I was shocked with that performance. There was no way I would touch this guy last week, especially in tournaments on DraftKings. Forty three hundred dollars. This isn't a great matchup, but it's a lot better than last week. And his first game since suffering the injury, I mentioned the 11 targets, six catches, 80 yards against the Jags. An awful weather, too, by the way. 24 targets in a little under three games with Deshaun Kaiser as his quarterback. He has a touchdown in there, and the price is cheap. So FanDuel, maybe not, but DraftKings, certainly. I think he's a solid play over there. $4,300. Going back to Doug Baldwin real quick, I think somebody needs to register like DougBaldwinPoints.com. And just put a ticker up there like that it just counts down till the end of November every year so that you know, like, oh, apparently, it, yeah, it's, it's time now. It's time to start playing Doug Baldwin because the touchdowns <laughs> just start pouring in. He, he must love the holidays or something. He's got that very generous spirit. Tis and when the, the holidays roll around, he likes to share touchdowns and fantasy points with all of us. Ben Cummins, give me your wide receiver picks. Well, with Robert Woods out, who you know has just been balling yeah. this year, it's been fun pull, to watch. Pour actually. one out for Robert Woods. Yeah, yeah. pour one out for him. Hopefully, he'll be back Sorry. in a couple of weeks. But for now, in DFS, you know, uh, you know, we just move on to the next play. And right now, Cooper Cup is the healthiest um, pass catcher on the Rams in terms of who has seen the most targets. It is Cooper Cup. He enters this this week seeing the most targets. He's seen 61, which is nine more than Todd Gurley, and it's 23 more than Sammy Watkins, which just sounds insane to say. But that's where we're at, and that's how the offense has moved. And so in a game with a current over-under of 53 points, I expect there to be a lot of scoring. Uh, you know, the Rams are at home, which should help them a little bit too. Yes, the Saints' pass defense has been solid, but I think that – the value of the fantasy game helps Cup a little bit, and I think the targets are going to be there, especially with Woods out. So really like him as kind of an affordable option in a great game. And then kind of a similar price range is Mohamed Sanu. And I, I just, I love this dude. He's such a baller. He continues to get it done. And Julio, as much as we want, as and, and I'm right there with you, I want to see the blow up 30, 40 point game. It hasn't happened yet. And at some point, you know, I mean, there's still a chance it could happen. He's got to let it go. I mean, yeah. this, is a, this is a good week for it to happen if it's going to, but we keep this saying that. Great. At some point, you just have to realize that Sanu's the number two pass catcher on the team. He uh, leads the team in touchdown catches with four, and it's it's a, it's a very solid matchup. His price really has not changed. Like it's Especially on DraftKings, it's just kind of stayed around that $5,200 price tag. You can fit him in. It's a very solid matchup against a Bucks defense that ranks fifth worst in pass DVOA, DVOA, and that's allowed the second most passing yards per game in the entire league. So a couple guys there that don't really excite you all that much, but we're talking about cash. They're affordable, and they have great matchups. Oh, I love it, man. The, the people want these value picks that you feel confident about. And I just want to go back real quick to Sammy Watkins. Uh, we need – can someone get a memo to both Sammy Watkins and Amari Cooper that says uh, you're drafted to be elite wide receivers, and the fantasy football community has certain expectations, and you need to really adjust your life to fulfill those expectations – uh, signed fantasy football 
community. I would like, like that very much. With yeah. that business out of, <laughs> out of the way, we're going to move on to the tight end position. Chris Meany, uh, apparently you're saving Jimmy Graham. You've already stated you're, you're saving <laughs> Jimmy, but you, in fact, have put his name out there, which is like a, a, a claim. It's like basically like you licked him. Yeah. Like you called dibs on Jimmy Graham, but you're going to let Ben talk about him? Well, I know. <laughs> I know Ben's got some good numbers on Jimmy, right? I mean, you know, it's, I know you like Seinfeld. Hands off Jimmy. We know what you're Hands up are to, off Jimmy. We know what you're up to. I got to let right, Ben but, get to Jimmy. So, Chris, uh, it, no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to And I know he likes my guy, too. All right. Yes, well, you yes, guys yes. do a little, I, I little could have switched through on you we, as we well, could. sir. Yeah, we, we certainly could. Uh, let's go Delaney Walker. I mean, Delaney Walker, it's surprising, it's zero touchdowns uh, this season, and his price has dropped because of it. $5,000 on DraftKings. I think he's an absolute steal on FanDuel at $5,900. 60-plus yards and five-plus catches in four straight games. And, and it's just seventh most FanDuel points per game. And considering that he has no touchdowns, I mean, what does that tell you? It tells you a lot about the position, of course, for tight ends. But 17 catches over the last four weeks are the fifth most at the position. The Colts are allowing the most points per game in the NFL, the third most passing yards per game, and the third most total yards per game. So I think Delaney Walker, I really like the Titans a lot this week, and I like the Seahawks. All right, Ben. Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, I got I got to hop in though real quick on Delaney Walker because this, this, <laughs> of course this, you do. This is actually I'll my uh, my favorite maybe. tournament play at tight end. I'm going to talk about somebody else uh, later because you know we're talking about Delaney Walker now. But I absolutely love it. Everything that Meany just said. Uh, Walker leads the Titans in targets and receptions. He's fourth in the league in tight end targets. And I, I just kind of see him being that Keenan Allen of this week where it's like, oh, you know, I like the matchup, but he doesn't really have that ceiling, so I'm not going to play him in tournaments. But I, I think that he does have the ceiling this week because he's so involved in the offense, because he hasn't really hit that ceiling yet, and you can get him probably at a lower ownership percentage than he probably should in such a great matchup. So love Delaney Walker, but... Guys, I mean, Jimmy Graham, he's finally being used the way that he should be used in That's this true. offense. Yeah, We've been waiting. Great. And I really haven't been a big Jimmy Graham fan in Seattle up until this point because the usage hasn't been there. But this year it has changed. He is healthy. He is getting peppered with red zone targets, which is correlated with a lot of touchdowns lately. He has seven touchdown catches this season, which is tied for the second most in the entire league. And Meany already touched on the matchup earlier. It's just another great matchup against San Francisco. They rank third worst in pass DVOA. They've allowed the 10th most passing yards per game. We're talking about a guy that's second um, on the on the team in targets behind Baldwin. He's seen 20 more targets than Tyler Lockett, who's third. So he's super involved. Great matchup. And he plays with Russell Wilson, who's just absolutely annihilating opponents right now. Jimmy Graham has the most red zone targets, completions, touchdowns. Yeah. The and the most ten zone targets, completions, and touchdowns. They have uh, they figured out how to run the ball, and it's throw those Des Bryant <laughs> yeah. routes to Jimmy Graham. Which, I mean, yes, that, you traded away a first round pick and Max Unger to get this guy, and it took you this long to figure out how to properly use them. It really should be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah and it, if you watch Monday night, that's all it was. It's Jimmy, yes. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Yep. Especially in the red zone. It, because, because of course, you can't, like that's his specialty is being huge mm-hmm. and being able to go up and get a ball. It's Box just people out, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But I, whatever, better late than never, I suppose. Don't don't need to be so salty. I'm talking to myself, of course. All right, DST <laughs> picks. Uh, just real quick, Ben, who do you got? 
Uh, if you can afford it, this is probably the easiest call of all time. The Jaguars rank first in total defense. They lead the league in sacks. And, yeah, Blaine Gabbert uh, was pretty solid last week. He, he got three touchdowns for, you know, people that played him. Mike, uh, you know, that was solid. But he also did throw a couple interceptions. He fumbled once. Turnovers are coming. Super easy call if you can afford it. But his revenge, Ben, he gets his revenge finally. Oh, <laughs> okay. He, uh, he's trying to one-up Alshon Jeffrey this week. Okay, I see. Yeah, that's right. All right, Chris Meany, who you got? Uh, and just quickly to further that, and on Fandle, I know Ben liked that tweet, but it's interesting that only Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, the only wide receivers that have more Fandle points per game than the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think it's that's ridiculous. It's crazy, and the, and they have more wow. fantasy points per game than every single tight end, and only seven running backs have more fantasy points per game uh, on Fandle. That is, so I think it's important to spend up at five five. I mean, you're basically getting a, a better player than all the other wide receivers. It's crazy to think about at uh, the Steelers. They got five picks in their last two games. Hunley's coming off a three interception game. He has seven on the season. They have no like options of like they just can't move the ball at all. The Steelers rank fourth in interceptions. They're second in sacks and second in points allowed. Green Bay's allowed thirty six sacks, the second highest total. Yeah, Hunley's going to be in trouble again this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move it over to those tournament picks. You down with GPP? All right, Ben. Give me your tournament upside quarterback of the week. Uh, so I'm going to pay back Meany and say that, uh, you know, he he loves Marcus Mariota. He's going to talk about him in a second. <laughs> ba- basically, for all the same reasons I just talked about loving Delaney Walker, I like Mariota oh, too. Just, you just pull the curtain the down on, on the magic trick. I, I'm, like, not, hey, I'm not throwing out the it. stats. I'm going to let Meany do back. that. But uh, I do like him. Um, let's talk about Cam Newton. And this is a little bit narrative street, so let's just get that out of the way first. But the primetime game when he went off against the Dolphins, I believe it was last time they played before the bye, watching the pregame and just watching him on the field that night, it, it he had his swagger was so he was on a hundred so high. He is a very confidence. Yeah, uh, yes. I don't know the, how to properly describe it or if there's a specific word for it, but when his confidence is high yes, and he's yes. running, he destroys in the NFL. Yes, but if you can knock him off, if you can off of the high horse, so to speak and he's emotionally down, then he's just awful. Yes, and I think his emotions play a huge role in how he plays, like you just said, like more than other players. And right now, uh, what I saw in that last game, it, I had a thought like I hadn't seen this since that Super Bowl run. And so um, I think he keeps it going. His price is pretty affordable, 6600 on DraftKings, I believe 8000 on FanDuel. You can make it work. He's on the road, but... Um, against the Jets, who, you know, 11th worst in pass DVOA, tied for the fourth most pass touchdowns allowed. And like you kind of brought up, Mike, when he's got that swagger, he's running the ball. He almost had 100 rushing yards on top of the 254 pass yards and four touchdowns he had against the Dolphins. So, you know, dual threat. He's got that upside. And in a week where there's a lot of quarterbacks that we like, I mean, obviously Brady, Breeze is interesting. Um, You know, Meany's about to throw out Mariota. It it, kind of seems like, it's, it's going to be a tough choice, and so Cam Newton intrigues me because if he does have that 100-yard rushing game, one or two rush touchdowns, which we know he can do, that could propel him higher than a lot of these other quarterbacks that are in good spots as well. Going in reverse order of the last five games for Cam Newton, here's his rushing yards. 95, 86, 44, 50, 71. I mean, he, he has yeah, unleashed the legs in this second half of the season. And, I mean, that's – come on now. That's just free points. That's, that's safety is what that is if Cam Newton's going to continue to do that. All right. 
Chris Meany, are you going to let Ben boss you around and, and <laughs> expose your pick of Marcus Mariota, or are you going to pivot in a professional, quick-thinking manner? Psych. I like Matt Moore. Yeah! Matt Moore. Uh, Take that, Ben Cummins. Uh, okay. I was shocked. I was going to come at you guys with um, – I also love Mariota, too. <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty obvious. It's a really good matchup, and, you know, He's like I said earlier, the Titans had the one of their better games against the Colts. But let's talk about more for a second. I was going to come at you guys with Pax and Lynch. You know I like to get nuts, and then no! I looked, and then I no, looked, you're and not. Was, not and even I, I can do it. I, and you know, there's some actually okay numbers with Demarius Thomas and Sanders in the three games with Lynch. But you know, check out the ultimate DFS pass. You'll see it in there. But for Matt Moore, I gross, was shocked. Meanie, gross. I was shocked that he was more or Lynch was more expensive, certainly on Fanduel. Then Matt Moore, I'm like, what is going on? I mean, we've seen Matt Moore. He's at least 14 fantasy points in two of his three outings. We saw what he did last week, you know, when he came into the second half of the game. Yeah, it was against the Bucks, But these Patriots, this defense has improved, but they still rank, like, fourth worst against the pass in the They're league. a lot better now, man. They are a, a lot, lot better. better. But Matt Moore's been okay. Landry is consistent. He's one of two wideouts to have at least five grabs in every single game. And you know he's got a connection with Kenny Stills. There's something going on there with those two. So, oh, for sure. So I think, you know, just at this price point and the fact that New England is going to be able to score a ton of points, Matt Moore at this price, especially over on DraftKings, is cheap. He doesn't have to do too much. I mean, even get you the 14, 20 points, just like when you call Blaine Gabbert, you're on your way, and you can spend elsewhere. We will put this disclaimer here. This is why we advise you don't fully lock in those lineups until Sunday when you're going to play yeah, the main slate. Jay, it looks like Cutler may not play, but keep yeah, an eye on that. Jay Cutler is in the concussion protocol, which has elevated Matt Moore to be the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. If Jay Cutler clears the protocol, he will more than likely be the starter, which would make this pick uh, – give you a zero points. Yeah. So <laughs> and we don't advise picks that give you zero points. Moving over to the running back position. Ben, you know I love. You know I love smooches. J.D. McKissick, yes. running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Talk him up. Man, I'm pumped about this one. And I, I, you know, I was kind of low key upset that Meany, you know, threw, got JD McKissick's name just kind of thrown in there real quick and then moved on. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We'll talk about him now. I mean, um, Eddie Murray, Eddie Lacy, excuse me, and Thomas Eddie, Rawls. Were you going to go Eddie Murphy? Um, well, I, I'm going to call Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls mirages, and I think All I right. kind of got it mixed up there. But uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy, whatever. Um, he, you know, nobody can get it done in this backfield. CJ Procise is out for an extended period of time. Mike. Davis comes in, looks good, gets hurt right away. And basically the last man standing is J.D. McKissick. He played 74% of the offensive snaps last week. And he's got some juice, which is exciting. He's also got upside in the pass game. We already talked about loving Russell Wilson. He's seen 11 targets over the past two weeks. Plays in one of the best offenses in the league. And the matchup, the 49ers ranked 10th worst in run DVOA, have allowed the second most rushing yards per game, ranked third worst in pass DVOA, have allowed the 10th most passing yards per game. And because I think he's going to be on the field for around that 75% number again, he should wow. be able to take advantage of favorable matchups in both aspects, the run and the pass. And he's super cheap, 3,700 on DraftKings, just gets me oh so excited. And then 5,500 on FanDuel as well. Um, this is a salary saver who should come in at a pretty low ownership percentage that also has, uh, let's go, 20-point upside. I Like I said, I love J.D. McKissick. I love the player. 
it's going to be extremely interesting to see how Seattle handles the running back position because, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, uh, Coach Pete Carroll had talked up Eddie Lacy and said, hey, we're going to feature him this week. And he went out and he was actually looking passable. Hey, dare I say he kind of looked good. Uh, but then he got hurt quickly in the game and was out, ended up missing a week. Now he was back to health this week. And they still went with Mike Davis. They made Thomas Rawls a healthy scratch. So it will will be very interesting to see if they go back to Lacey because he was healthy and they still barely played him. It was all Mike Davis and J.D. McKissick. So I'm very intrigued to see how that unfolds. Chris Meany, you got a cash game running – or a, I apologize, a tournament running back that you like this week? Yeah, you, just to – Go on McKissick again, too. And I, my only fear is that I, I wonder if he's a between-the-tackles guy, and that's what I'm looking forward yeah, to that, see. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like if will they get they up use in this game, will they use him that way? And I think he can. I think he can be that guy, and he's certainly worth the shot uh, at that price. And, to, you know, Ben mentioned it earlier about the Saints backs. I mean, you got to play these guys. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, obviously, what they've been doing, but 13 touchdowns in their last six games, you play them. If you want to pivot off of them, I kind of like Todd Gurley a little bit here with the news that – you know, Robert Woods is going to be sidelined. I think the offense goes through Gurley. I mean, he leads the league in rushing uh, rushing touchdowns. He's fourth in carries. He's fifth in rushing yards. He's fourth in receiving yards. He's third in receiving touchdowns. And I feel like maybe a few more catches, you know, could be aligned for him. I mean, this is all about McVay and the offense and what he's done. I mean, it's phenomenal what he's done here. Interested to see if Lattimore is going to play. It looks like he's in, he may not. He's in a walking boot. That could open up things for Sammy. But if he does play, that takes away Sammy, in my opinion. And for Gurley, 22 targets, 15 catches in his last four games. The Saints have the seventh-worst rush DVOA defense in the league. They allowed Samaje P. Ryan uh, to rack up 117 yards on him last week. And, you know, that was the fourth back in the last – few weeks that have hit the century mark on this team so I like Gurley in this spot moving over to the wide receiver position Ben who would you like to talk about well I love that you already threw it out there the Brissette T.Y. Hilton stack because I'm right there right back on T.Y. Hilton who excellent absolutely has that upside we've seen it and then you know what's I, I talk about recency bias probably too much on this pod, but you know when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And T.Y. Hilton was banged up in Week 10 and didn't do much, but he was banged up. And then in Week 11, the Colts had their bye, didn't play. So all of a sudden, we haven't seen T.Y. Hilton produce really anything at all for a couple weeks. And because of that, his ownership percentage is going to be lower than it probably should be in this matchup. We already touched on it already. Tennessee, very favorable matchup. Seventh worst in pass DVOA, 12th most passing yards per game. T.Y.'s a beast. And if you, you know, I already talked about liking Jacoby Brissett, you're going to like his number one wide receiver as well. Um, leads the Colts in receiving yards and touchdown receptions. Tied for the team lead in targets with my boy, Jack Doyle. Oh, so, baby hands. Yeah, baby. So <laughs> uh, right there. And then... Um, you know, kind of sticking with attacking Buffalo, uh, I think I've you know made a theme on this this pod that I, I just don't really buy into their pass defense, and they've been pretty solid at times, but then we saw what Keenan Allen did to them last week, and now the Chiefs get to come back home after a down game, um, get to play in Kansas City, one of the toughest places to play in the league, and I just think Buffalo continues to bleed passing yards. I mean, that that's where they've struggled is the overall passing yards. They um, have allowed the ninth most passing yards per game. And we know Tyreek Hill is a tournament type of wide receiver. And I could see him, you know, getting off in this game, kind of like Keenan Allen did last week, um, having a big one. And, you know, he's, he's up there in price, but, uh, you know, he's kind of like, I'm kind of looking at him as the Brandon cooks of this week, that type of tournament player that 
I think the, the spot matches and he could have a big game and catch a long touchdown. All right, Chris, who do you got? Uh, Kenny Stills. <laughs> Again, to Kenny Stills. <laughs> hey, only no, Yeah, if, so is this a Matt Moore? Only, right. Yeah, if Matt Moore. Listen to these numbers, guys. Stills, seven grabs, 180 yards, and a touchdown last week. Now, some of that production was with Cutler, but most of it was with Matt Moore. Uh, and 27 targets, 18 catches, 330 yards, and three touchdowns in three games that Matt Moore has appeared in this season. What about last season? Five games together, Stills, 30 targets, 19 receptions, over 300 yards, and three touchdowns. I don't know what it is with these two. I really don't know. Maybe they're BFFs in, a, in another world, but there's a connection there. So I'm playing Stills, absolutely playing him in DraftKings because you've already seen the upside with the 180-yard game and the touchdown. So I'm playing him. And I go over to these Tennessee guys, and obviously two of them, Eric Decker has been nowhere. I mean, he hasn't even really showed up this RIP, year. R.I.P. Eric Decker. Yeah, he's gone. Rashard Matthews and Corey Davis. Corey Davis you know, has the upside, but ever since Davis has been playing over the last three games, it's been Matthews. And Matthews' numbers over those three games, 14 catches, 233 yards, and two touchdowns. I love them both. Uh, I'm, I'm huge on a Titans mega stack this week. I think you can even get by with playing Murray. Talked about him earlier. These Titans wide receivers are too cheap, and the upside is tremendous. My boy Matthews lives on. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> certainly does. All right, let's move it over. Let's move it over to the tight end position. Ben, who are you going with? So already throughout my love for Delaney Walker. So since we already talked about him, let's talk about Jared Cook. And he burned a lot of people last week in a pretty good spot, which I think is is pretty intriguing for me because, um, you know, I, I did write him up. But at the end of the day, I really ended up going in a different direction at tight end. And so he didn't really burn me. And I'm looking at this spot at home against Denver, who's just downright awful right now. Like, I have to admit it, my team is terrible. Um, and they also can't cover the tight end position. They they have allowed the second most fantasy points to the tight end position so far this season. And, you know, I feel like we need to get a, a stat, a tweet out there, just like we've seen with the Giants, because every single week it seems like Tyler Croft was the one that caught it last week. And so, Cook... We're, who, at, we're at four straight right now. Okay, love and, it. And... And seven of ten games, a tight end has caught a touchdown against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and Cook is, you know, I mean, it's basically three options in this passing attack. It's Michael Crabtree, it's Amari Cooper, and it's Jared Cook. And then there's a fall off, and you sprinkle in a little Cordero Patterson and Seth Roberts and all terrible players like that. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to predict because we know where the targets are going. Cook's 60 targets are ninth in the league at the tight end position. Uh, and the matchup is just so phenomenal that he absolutely is in play in tournaments this week. Ben, I'm going to tell you something, though. If there's one thing that people like, it's a, a callback or a throwback to a really funny joke that you have done previously. I don't know. We just we all love this. Because I mean, you get nostalgic about the first time you heard that joke. Yeah. The fact that you did not go with, I'm going to cook up some cook. <laughs> <laughs> has, left, has left me sad and empty Oh, inside. man, I forgot about that. I don't know if that was for Jerry Cook. I think that was for Brandon That was Cooks. for Dalvin. Oh, it was Dalvin. For Dalvin. All the cooks, man. All we're the gonna, cooks. We're cooking up some cook. One of the worst jokes in the history of mankind. <laughs> I didn't get it at all. But people <laughs> somehow kind of liked it. Kind of liked it. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did, Ben. All right, Chris, who, who's your tight end uh, GPP pick? I'll go with Tyler Croft here. You, you, oh, I'm all about this pick, Meany. I'm with you. 
I don't think you can play him at FanDuel. Fifty-seven hundred dollars. You just spend up two hundred more dollars for Delaney Walker. I mean, that, there's just more safety there with Walker, and the upside is probably higher. But over on DraftKings, you can get by if you're trying to save some cash. Thirty-nine hundred dollars, and this is all about the Browns mostly. I mean, they've allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. You guys just mentioned Croft scoring a touchdown last week, his fourth of the season, and in a game earlier against the Browns, six grabs, 68 yards, and two touchdowns. He is Tyler Eifert Absolutely. I mean, this is where we are now in the usage, in the efficiency. So I'm with you. I like Tyler Croft. Let's move on to our favorite stacks of the week. Stack attack. All right, let's get your boring stacks out of the way because you've talked them into the ground. But, Ben, who you got? Mariota and Delaney Walker. If, you know, Walker finally, he doesn't drop the touchdown this week and actually catches uh, his first touchdown of the year, which is coming eventually. And I, I, you know, I can see it easily happening this week. I can see uh, Mariota Walker stack being very contrarian and being on the top of a tournament leaderboard. That's my favorite stack of the week, and it's not as boring as you may think it is, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, who you got? That's mine, too. He stole it. It's my favorite stack. No, I'll go with the Seahawks again. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Seattle already. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham. So, And you had also mentioned... Yeah, I mean, you love the Titans mega stack. Do you prefer the Titans stack or the Seattle stack? I think I prefer the Titans stack. It's cheaper. It's just it's it's cheaper. All the guys are are cheaper. Start from the quarterback all the way through. Everyone is cheaper, and it's a it'll you can afford other guys. I usually bring that frugal stack of the week because yeah, I'm trying going to on trying to pinch those pennies. But it's the holiday season, and I'm taking that Christmas bonus, and I'm throwing it down. Tom Brady, Brandon Cooks against the Miami Dolphins. I am willing to pay up for it because there is value. There's tons of value hidden in them their hills over on DraftKings, as you will see as we move on to our Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. If you're new to the show, the Battle Royale is where the three of us put together a lineup. We go head-to-head-to-head. Uh, I, I don't recall who won last week. I just know that Sterling Shepard certainly threw a wrench in because we generally generally record this show on yes. Thursday night. So the late scratch of Sterling Shepard really screwed things up. So if I won, I think Keenan gonna... Allen probably won it for it was, me by himself. No, was... no, no. He, he, guys, hear me out. If I won, I, I won. <laughs> if not, then it's just a wash. It was a, it was a week where I would have built a completely different lineup. Okay. Put it this way, it was okay. a wash. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. We're a wash. We're agreed. We're agreed on this one. Okay. All right, Ben. I'm going to let you put your uh, your lineup out to the world first. Okay. Yeah. I'm. am just gonna. Um, I'm just gonna go with Keenan Allen. Got me the W. So it's gonna allow me to get a little crazier this the, week. Ben, so. we already agreed. You didn't win. <laughs> Nobody won. No okay, one won. Okay. It was a wash. It was a wash. All right. So I think I had um, Keenan too, Ben. Obviously, I'm. Nobody going- won. Chris. Oh, you had Keenan Allen too. Okay. Uh, get it, guys. Get up. <laughs> Build the bridge and get over it, right? Oh, Jeez. God, I love that. Stop call. living in the past. Uh, so I'm going Mariota Walker. So we're off to a great start. Mike, you're in trouble already. Um, I'm getting crazy. I'm playing J.D. McKissick. Uh, oh. I'm playing Mark Ingram. I'm just going to ride the wave with New Orleans. I'm playing Deion Lewis in the flex. Oh. Um, I'm going Michael Thomas and Doug Baldwin. I'm going to throw in Paul Richardson, who I like as a contrarian play. Maybe not the smartest play against two to, uh, to just two people, but I'm doing it anyway, and I really, really like the Falcons' defense at only 2,900 at home against Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has been known to throw an interception a time or two. 
I had uh, I actually made a second lineup that I'm going to go with. I like this one. I had Lewis, McKissick, and Ingram <laughs> in that lineup. Wow. So that's insane. Great wow. Lines. That we went there. So I'm not playing that one. But Chris Meany, who's your lineup? So McKissick, Ingram, and Lewis, and then my court. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm going, of course, with Russell Wilson. I do have Deion Lewis in there as my as my running back. I think he's all right. Just yeah, a he's so player. cheap yeah, on DraftKings. So, exactly. Right. He's so cheap. And Ben was talking about you know being a little bit different. Probably not the best idea in cash, but Booker uh, at thirty seven hundred dollars. Okay. You know, there's a, a new change there. Offensive coordinator. We talked about. It, we joked. You're about talking the Devontae play. Booker. Correct? I'm talking Devontae Booker. Season high eighteen carries, forty four yards last week, at ninety eight yards from scrimmage, eighteen more snaps than C J Anderson. So I'm playing Booker at thirty seven hundred dollars. Baldwin, Stills. And Richard Matthews, wide receivers that I've already talked about. Jimmy Graham. I got Brennan Cooks in there in the flex spot, and I'm paying up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice. I am. Um, I'm paying up. I've got that Tom Brady, Brandon Cooks stack in this lineup. I am uh, on this Wednesday is when we are recording. I am uh, putting a little faith that uh, I mean, that's a that's a bad word to say because the, the man I want him to play, but Devontae Freeman is still in that concussion protocol. And I have, I feel like he may sit out. So I've got Tevin Coleman in here ah. at 6,500 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Freeman is out, Tevin Coleman turns instantly into a chalk play, in my opinion. That doesn't mean it's bad to go with him, but he'll be a great pick. I got DeMarco Murray in here against nice. the Colts. I'm going with Manny Sanders. I'm buying, oh, not crazy. into Paxton Lynch, but I'm buying into Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders being his favorite target. Uh, as far as target share, air yards, all of that good stuff. I've got Tyler Croft as my tight end. I paid up for the Jaguars, Jaguars as well. And here's my differentiators, fellas. I got Alshon Jeffrey in Alshon. my flex against the Chicago Bears. Look, they're a decent defense, but Alshon has been firing on all cylinders lately and only $6,300. I think he is underpriced. And here's my swing for the fences of the week. Marquise Goodwin, ah, yeah. San Francisco, nice. yeah. going up against Seattle. Uh, I have talked about this on the Fantasy Footballers podcast. T.Y. Hilton, ha- he those kinds of receivers, speedy receivers, can have success against the Seahawks because they are grabbers. They are grabby-grabby. They get away with penalties all the time. I get, not really this year. They're getting called for them this year. But it just takes that one play, as we saw two weeks ago, that once Goodwin gets behind the defense, and he can, and this is also a banged-up Seattle secondary, so I think Marquise Goodwin, 3900 bucks, he's absolutely worth a play because then you get fabulous fellas like Tom Brady and Brandon Cooks in your lineup. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you head over to DFSPass.com. Get in on that insane special DFS 10, 10 bucks for the DFS Pass for the rest of the season. I am your host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Wright. For my colleagues, Ben Cummins and Chris Meany, we are signing off. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Don't get trampled on Black Friday, please. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Enjoy the weekend, and we hope you crush it this weekend. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.